Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Access denied. Every once in a while, those words pop up on my computer screen. Sometimes I I click on a link while surfing the internet, trying to read um, an article that sounds interesting or look at a a knowledge base that came up while searching for a solution to a computer problem that I've been having, and I see those words, access denied, right? Maybe maybe the web page has moved, uh, maybe the link was incorrect, maybe the board or article uh, requires um, a password for membership. For whatever reason, the information that I wanted to see is unavailable to me, access denied. Now, sometimes life displays that message, too. I'm sorry, sir, we only do new accounts in the morning. You'll have to come back tomorrow. Or if you want that cable channel, you'll have to upgrade to our super-duper premium digital package. Or you can't get soup with that. Soup only comes with dinners, not lunches. What you ordered is a lunch. Or you have to be this tall to go on this ride. Or if you want to cross the border, um, a simple ID won't do. You'll need your passport. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, your income does not qualify you for this credit card. Sorry, the party's for invited guests only. You're not on the list. You'll have to leave. Access Denied. Every, everywhere you turn, right, there's some kind of requirement. Requirements at work, at school, at stores, at restaurants, government offices. You have to wait 60 days for this. You have to pay 5% on all purchases not paid in full within 30 days. You have to wait 14 business days for checks to clear before you can access your money, and on and on and on. And these days, there's another level of requirements too, right, with COVID-19 and protocols to follow with masks and distance and screening questions. And it's just another set of requirements to our already requirement-rich lives. You must, you shall, I'm sorry, you can't. Life requirements, right? Access denied. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not saying that the world should be void of requirements. I think it's good that we're required to drive below a certain speed and stop at stop signs and red lights. It's good that if we're irresponsible with our money, we have to pay back our credit cards or face the consequences of bankruptcy. And I know it's a, an unpopular viewpoint to some, but I wish that more local businesses would be more strict on COVID protocols. Even though I understand the dilemma that uh, you have to deal with people who are opposed to those kinds of restrictions. So I'm certainly not saying that restrictions and recommendations um, and requirements, I should say, should be done away with But it would be nice if there was just a place that was not so dominant and dominated by requirements. A place where I could just be accepted for who I am. A place where access wasn't so doggone restricted. I suppose that's where 
That's where the church is supposed to come in. The gathering of God's people, right? Just being God's people. That's supposed to be void of prerequisites. Come as you are, right? At least that's the church when it's at its best, said the preacher to a group of people listening to this service on the radio or watching it on YouTube because access to our church building, though though open at this time, does have restrictions. More on that in a moment. Our story from John's Gospel today isn't about COVID restrictions, but it is a story about access. And it's about access to a sacred space that was being restricted. And Jesus' angry reaction to those restrictions. Listen to this story from John chapter 2, verses 13 through 20. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews said to him, What sign can you show for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, this temple's been under construction for 46 years, and you'll raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. So what's going on in this story? Well, 2,000 years ago, when you entered the temple, the holy place of worship, you were met with the buzz of the marketplace. Regrettably, it was less a house of worship and more a place of commerce. There, depending on your income level, you could purchase an animal for sacrifice. And by bringing that sacrifice to the high priest to offer on your behalf, you could get in tight with God. The rich bought oxen, the middle class bought sheep, the poor, they could buy doves. What if you didn't have enough money to buy doves? Well, too bad. Temple maintenance wasn't free, you know. The magnificent building isn't cheap, you know. We have to pay the bill somehow, you know. And if you spend all your money on something less important than your relationship with God, that's not my fault. Access denied. Who's next? People came from hundreds of miles around to visit and worship at the temple in Jerusalem. And what determined if they got to worship or not? Plain and simple. Their ability to pay. And suddenly for many there was this barrier 
between them and the Almighty. Unfortunately, the church in our day can sometimes be like that too. Sometimes, intentionally or not, the church, right, which is supposed to be this this holy place, this, this sacred gathering of people, sometimes we Though at our best, we hope we are a place where people have access to God, sometimes we place requirements or can seem to be placing requirements on those who are seeking holiness, right? Maybe, maybe people feel like they have to dress a certain way or your kids have to behave a certain way or you have to make enough money to be able to give the appropriate level of offering to pull your own weight, hmm? to do your share, or, or you have to have a work schedule that permits you to access worship when we offer it. You have to be a, a good person with a holy lifestyle, have to have had no arguments with your spouse or your kids or any, anybody else in the last week, right? Then, then you can come. Then, then you can access worship. At least, I, I mean, I know that's the way it can sometimes seem. We are trying, in these challenging times, to open up access to worship through things like YouTube and the radio and Facebook. But despite our efforts, I know that it can sometimes seem that that we've put up these barriers to accessing worship and in turn accessing God. And it turns out that Jesus... Well, Jesus doesn't like it when people mess with his father's house. He didn't like it then. He doesn't like it now. And so in our story, all the way back in first century Palestine, Jesus forms a whip of cords and kicks over tables and destroys bird cages and stampedes the cows and dumps out the cash drawers of the money changers and, and throws everyone out the door. Boy, does that mess with your kind and gentle image of Jesus, Right? Stop making my father's house into some two-bit shopping mall, he screamed to them as he popped the whip. Sounds a little harsh, doesn't it? Maybe out of character for the way you imagine Jesus. Until you realize that this is actually a profoundly merciful moment from Jesus. That in this moment, Jesus was actually blessing them. Right? All of them. Even those who had the money to buy the, 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 the so-called access. Right? Those who could afford the cost of sacrifice lived with this totally false hope in a temple that would soon crumble and fall. Just a few years after Jesus' death, that temple was destroyed. And those who could not afford the price were sent away from this holy place, without being granted access to God. And what Jesus wanted to do was usher in something totally new. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up, said Jesus. But John reminds us he wasn't speaking about a temple made of stone and wood. He was talking about the temple of his body. And when they destroyed that body, when they put him to death, sure enough, Just as Jesus promised, he was raised from death three days later. And with the resurrection of our Lord, there comes this whole new way 
to God. Out with the oxen, the sheep and the doves, out with those rigid requirements, in with grace, unrestricted, merciful access to God. The high, unapproachable altar governed by fear and wrath is replaced by a dinner table where all are welcome to eat and drink with absolutely no cost, at least not to you and to me. We need not offer anything up to God in order to receive his love because God has come down to us through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ, we have unrestricted access to Almighty God. No matter how rich or poor you are, you could never afford God's mercy and grace. So Jesus gives it away for free. He has driven out those who want to heap a list of requirements on you and your faith. You might think you can't pray until you get right with God, but that's hogwash. You might believe you cannot receive communion unless everything about your marriage and your family and your life is going perfectly. But that's a bunch of baloney. Come as you are, warts and all, in person, through the internet, on the radio. Come as you are, however you can come. Come before God. God knows you have nothing to offer but fistfuls of sin and armloads of shortcomings, but bring them with you. Lay them at God's feet and walk away with his mercy and grace. People of God, this church building could burn to the ground tomorrow complete with all its, its communion wear, the pews, the hymnals, the musical instruments, and everything else. But that would not change one bit our ability to call upon God anytime, any place. By the power of Jesus Christ, there are no requirements to meet in order to be touched by God's mercy and grace. So come, one and all, to the feet of Jesus and be loved. Now, I'm not saying that you won't find our Lord calling you to reform parts of your life when you come to his feet. There are parts of all of us that need to change, to be sure. But that never prevents us from communing, from connecting, from being forgiven and renewed by our easily accessed God and grabbing those armloads of grace and going out in the world and sharing them with others. Right? So come as you are and prepare to be put to death and raised up again all by the gracious hand of God. And if, if, by chance, you, could, you, you would find this congregation imposing any sort of requirement or seeming to impose any sort of requirement based on age or income or gender or so-called holiness or any other requirement, we are sorry. That's not our intent, but it sometimes inadvertently happens. Or if in our efforts to slow the spread of COVID-19, we seem like we're being too restrictive, that we're limiting your access to God, we are genuinely sorry about that too. Just as it was in Jesus' day, the church is an imperfect place filled with imperfect people, including me. We can only pray that where Jesus sees the church as something less than its best, that he will mercifully grab that whip and drive such shenanigans as far as east is from the west. Praise be to Christ.
who takes us just as we are and empowers us to do the same to others around us. May he strengthen and encourage us with his unconditional love and send us out as light to a world darkened by burdens, requirements, and anxiety. May he bless us and renew us that we might always be the church as it should be, a place of rest and a place of joy for people deeply burdened by sin and death, a place where access is never denied. Let it be so in the strong name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.